Isn't it interesting how they freak out when Donald Trump tries to hold people accountable? I mean, that's, that is the kind of thing that he's done for years to break the malaise, the general attitude of, ah, we can take advantage of America. We don't have to pay that bill. They're not going to come after us. They're not going to hold us accountable. Is it provocative? Yes, I will acknowledge it's provocative. But I got to believe that every time Donald Trump does something like that, where he says, huh, you don't pay your bill, you don't get protected. We're going to shake this up. We're not going to do it the same way. You need to pay more. Uh, you need to pay more money. You've got a big, strong economy. Why would why wouldn't we demand that? You know, this weekend here at Super Bowl Sunday, we're spending a lot of time talking about the Super Bowl, and I know everybody cares about the Super Bowl. I watched it. I'm not even a football fan. I watched it, but uh, you know, the Senate voted to spend billions and billions of dollars that we don't have. I mean, everybody kind of. Do you not get it? We're broke. We don't have money. We're deeply, deeply in debt. So, I mean, at some point, I guess everybody sobers up and acknowledges the reality here. Why wouldn't Donald Trump tell these other companies, uh, you know what? You're going to have to start paying more of the bill. Why is that so dramatic? I mean, he always takes it a step further. in my opinion, a little too far when he says, I would encourage them to beat the heck out of you. Okay, so that's uh, hyper uh, provocative, encouraging (laughs) Russia to come after you. But the point is, pay your bill, and the bill may be recalculated based on the realities of the moment. You know, this was the estimate we gave you, and now we've started tearing down the building. We found a lot of trouble. The bill is going up. And it's not like you're poor. Germany is not poor. (laughs) So why are we the ones footing so much of the bill and so many of the bills? And we're engaged in all of this, and yet we're in really bad financial shape. It's kind of refreshing to me on some level that Donald Trump is um, calling the question that way. But, you know, if you really want to just keep on rolling along, acting like there's no problem, oh, everything's fine, everything's fine, just stability, stability, we don't like the ugly, I think that is a recipe for devastation in the very near future. We're, I mean, at some point, right, we reach a, a uh, breaking point, the tipping point that everybody was talking about 10 or 15 years ago. In every situation, there's a tipping point. I think maybe we're past it, and we just don't know that yet. We, we, we're we not feeling the rapid decline that is that has already started. So it doesn't bother me to hear Donald Trump. This is his, this is his way of shaking people up, keeping them off balance, and trying to regain control of the situation. So, And it worked last time. For four years, it worked. So... <laughs> I'm not going to second-guess him right now. 7.39 on this Monday morning. It's the 12th day of February 2024. I'm John Reed, and we are glad you are with us here on News Radio WRVA. State Senator John McGuire is with us this morning, and uh, you know the General Assembly is in session. So, uh, Senator McGuire, I appreciate you coming on. Can I start with this headline in the Times-Dispatch today that says that the Democrats are mad about Governor Yunkin's speech to the 
college students at Washington and Lee and that mock convention that we covered over the weekend. So now they're going to put the they're so petty and so vindictive and so nasty about Glenn Youngkin. Not only will they call him a racist and berate him, but now they're going to punish Virginia by saying we don't even want to deal with your arena stadium like like that's really that uh you know it was like his pet project the only thing he cares about do you, what am i missing behind this what's the i don't know i think i think you know i think good morning john thanks for having me on your show i, I think we're living in clown world what do you think well, um, it seems that way i mean this does. isn't this you know, isn't a uh, glenn yunkin stadium it's a virginia stadium if you don't want it tell us that's right. That's right. Well, go, I just heard the last part of your uh, last bit. We were talking about President Trump and accountability. Right, right. That's why we love Trump. And that's why we need four more years is he talks and he says what we all believe. Uh, we do a lot of stupid things. You know, if the government was a business, they'd be out of business. Yeah. I mean, thirty four trillion dollars in debt. If it was one trillion dollars in debt, it would be egregious. But moving back to the headline uh, mm-hmm. with Governor Yunkin, you know, Governor Yunkin is a great leader. He's a great businessman, and he's trying to find a way to leave Virginia better than he found it. And he knows about investment, and uh, he's hoping that he can set up some programs in Virginia that benefits, you know, Southwest Virginia, Virginia Beach, Northern Virginia, the whole state. Uh, but it it is it does sound petty. Uh, we we're we're at halftime. We've got we're going we're getting ready. We're going through the long days of crossover yeah, tomorrow uh, is crossover right where you're there for 12 right. 14 hours <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. today should be long as well mm-hmm. uh you know it, we've got a lot of bills but uh we are making our way through in fact i'm going to be presenting a couple of bills at eight o'clock so uh it's going to be a long day but um it's uh, it's an honor to be part of it and you know i see it as a way to continue service to our country now what are you promoting we everybody i've had on has had kind of a pet project or a pet bill that they're very excited about what 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 is on your list this year well um biggest thing is that we have divided government and thank god we have a republican governor glenn young and i think he has about 20 extra boxes of pens to veto some of this egregious stuff mm-hmm. but one of the things i've been doing is standing up for uh the pro-life or stand up for life on the floor and giving speeches because they continue. It, it, it seems like the Democrats are the party of death. They had a bill last week that actually passed the floor to help you with assisted suicide. And anywhere in the world where they've passed legislation like this, suicides in that community have gone up. And we want to preserve life, save life, not encourage death. So the party of death has passed a uh, bill to help you do assisted suicide. And one woman got up and spoke and said, you know, I was under deep depression years ago. And if this bill were around back then, I might not be around today. Mm-hmm. But all of them, it was a party line vote. So that was a big deal. It's been a big deal. Another thing is the um, infringements on our Second Amendment. I've, I think I've given five or more floor speeches talking about shall not be infringed. They want to get rid of the AR-15 and everything else. And, uh, you know, it's unconstitutional. Mm-hmm. And uh, to me, it's a national defense uh, issue. Um, you know, you think about October 7th when Hamas came across the border and machine gunned down 140 teenagers partying with no concern for their own life because they knew in Israel it was hard to get a gun. Yeah. And now Israel is looking at changing those laws. But for me, there's a lot of things I'm working on. One thing is uh, dispatchers. Those are the 911 folks in every county, city, and town in Virginia, they are literally in a category of being a secretary. But mm. you can imagine if you're a 911 dispatcher and you're on the phone, you're usually first on the scene when someone gets shot. So if someone calls you up and says, hey, John, I just got shot. Can you send the police? 
And while you're talking with them, they might die on the phone with you. You might tell them how to put a tourniquet on. They have quite a bit of medical training. They tell people over the phone how to do CPR and all sorts of things to save lives. So what do you mean? Their compensation is rated as secretarial instead of something higher? Is that Well, I I mean, that is true. I I wasn't mentioning that part of it, but Mm -hmm. really as far as a a label of who they are and what they do. Mm -hmm. And so what the idea of the bill is, it would put them under the category of first responder, which Mm -hmm. I think is more of a fit. And every sheriff I've spoken to said that absolutely makes sense. Mm -hmm. And uh, you could actually probably Google some articles of why it's important that dispatchers fall under the category of first responders. And it actually made it all the way. It's, it's still alive. I'm going to be presenting that bill today. Yeah. And, but and what does I've it do that thing. changes? What, what does it do to make things better for them? Or, or Well, sometimes in what, – what it, basically, it's, it's a status thing. Mm-hmm. Basically, the governor has a Medal of Valor awards for people that have gone above and beyond the call of duty to save lives. Mm-hmm. And it basically would qualify them for that. And it's a step, a step in the right direction of recognizing that they are much more than a secretary, that they're dealing with high, high-stress okay. situations. Okay. Yeah. And a lot of family members that you know, we may know may not be here without the work that they do. Mm-hmm. And so that's a, you know, it's a step towards recognizing the dangerous work uh, that they deal with as far as dealing with people that have been shot and everything else. What so is, basically just changing our categories. What is it like for you in the Senate? You're new, just elected to the state Senate. And you've announced that you're challenging Congressman Bob Good for the Republican nomination for a, a pretty conservative um, congressional seat. Are the Democrats leaving you alone, or are they trying to? Are they hassling you, or trying to get you to take some votes that they think might not play well? I mean, it'd be hard to in in that district that you're talking about with Congressman Good. It'd be hard to be too conservative, I suppose, so that, that they don't have the same. Um, um, leverage that they might have with somebody in a in a different district, but how how's how's it working with these folks? No, I'm, I mean it's, I've, I've been in the House of Delegates for six years. I know how this works down here, yeah. and I'm about bringing people together and finding solutions. You know, if you burn all the bridges at the local, state, and federal level, and then you, John, you call me up and say, "Hey, John, I need your help," and I go, "You got it," and then I say, "Oh, I'm sorry, I can't help you." because I burned all these bridges, it doesn't work. I know how it works, and we're moving the football towards the goal. We're making progress. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've had, you know, I mean, I've had no concerns with uh, my fellow Republican senators or Democrat senators where, you know, we're, it's the same, same thing as I dealt with in the House of Delegates, except a smaller number of people. Mm-hmm. But, you know, one thing that my opponent go, is going around saying is he's saying that um, McCarthy recruited me to run for Congress. Mm-hmm. Uh, R- McCarthy had nothing to do with it. Bob Good's bad behavior is what recruited me. You know, like I said, on the campaign trail, the most egregious conversations with constituents. I mean, you have to respect the people that you represent. And story after story after story, every day on the campaign trail, I'm still getting more stories about how he disrespects the people that he represents. And, you know, he has no accomplishments in Congress, except burn it down, make a lot of noise, but no solution. So we can do better than good. Um, I've never had more people in my life asked me to do something and so so you're um, just to be clear the the dc crowd hasn't anointed you as the way to punish bob good for for the situation getting rid of the speaker you're not getting lots of money from them they're not advising or sending people down here or no 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 in fact if you look at my campaign report that just came out 
um, Bob had 90 days to raise money in the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you know, you don't fundraise on weekends for the most part. So if you take away weekends and four holidays like Christmas, uh, Hanukkah, um, Hanukkah uh, Thanksgiving, New Year's, we had four mm-hmm. holidays in about 30 days, all kinds of things blocked us. We had about 30 days and we raised more than an incumbent did uh, in 90 days, and it was just me putting in the hard work. Mm-hmm. And that's Virginia um, money, but, not D.C. money? or Well, or everybody who runs for – everyone – no, it's not D.C. money. Every, okay. In fact, you can look at my report. Okay. But everyone who runs for federal level is raising money wherever they can. Yeah, and it's just sure. me on the phone grinding. And I have quite a bit of experience. But, you know, Bob wants to have it both ways. Hmm. For over a year, he's been telling everybody, I'm going to run against him for Congress. And that's what he's saying, right? And so then – you know, he takes out McCarthy in September, and all of a sudden McCarthy recruited me. I so see. maybe, right. did, what did I have, a crystal ball or something? So he wants to, he'll say anything, do anything it takes to save his butt. It's not about saving your butt. It's about serving we the people. And like I said, right. I have quite a few legislative accomplishments. I've got a re- reputation of building teams, leading and getting wins. And he's got a reputation of dividing. Right and well, burn I, it down with no solutions. I'm hoping we can get the two of you maybe on during the 9 o'clock hour sometime in the next couple of months to talk through this. I think that would be interesting uh, to have the two of you, if you're interested. I may uh, text you about that. Yeah, yeah, okay. call, yeah. It sounds good to me. Look, right. I'm having, I'm having I, fun on the campaign trail because I believe that we are doing the right thing. And you always work got hard. I got to run, Senator McGuire, but I really always appreciate you coming on. John McGuire, state senator. Thank you very much, sir. All right. God bless you. Okay. 749, back with more in a moment on News Radio WRVA.